This is John Williams reaching out once again to our old friend, Thomas Jefferson. President Jefferson, are you there? Yes, I am, citizen. Good day to you. Good day to you. Last we spoke, I asked you to go to a Washington Nationals baseball game, have a hot dog and a beer, and you said you would, but only under the condition that they serve a fine Bordeaux wine. So I guess you didn't go to a game last week, eh? So please explain to me, uh, someone who lived in the 18th century, what is a hot dog? (laughs) It's a tubular sausage. It's a sausage. It's a sausage. You had sausages, right? And, And then we put it on a white bread bun, and then we put mustard on there. A tubular sausage made of, of chicken or, or pork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually beef or a blend of beef and bug parts, but it's kind of a low-grade meat, and then you just put things that you like on there, ketchup and mustard, that sort of thing. You can hold it in your hand. It's very convenient. It's delicious. I've never, um, of course, seen one. I'm, I'm guessing that it tastes better than it sounds. <laughs> I think it even sounds good, but never mind that. So we asked you this week, sir, to contemplate for us a socialist as president of the United States. Bernie Sanders describes himself as a socialist, and I don't know what the founding fathers would think. I, I as, as terrifying as Donald Trump is to a lot of us, I understand why people would scratch their heads and say, what's happened to America if we turned the reins over to a guy who's an avowed socialist? What, what should we think of that? Well, you would need to determine whether he's actually and fully a socialist. You know, socialism existed in my time, not really by that name. The, the, the political theory that the means of production should be equally distributed and that every citizen should in some sense own uh, his own labor um, was, a, it was an, a new idea that was being brooded about in French salon circles and to a certain degree in the English-speaking world, but it hadn't really been born yet as a full political philosophy. But I have some socialist leanings myself. It seems to me that every person born in America has a right to a farm or to the economic equivalency of a farm. In other words, the creator would not have brought us into the world if he expected us to starve or to live in abject poverty. He brought us into the world to thrive and everyone has a right to his small share of the of the earth. And if there aren't farms for everyone, unfortunately, mm-hmm. by buying Louisiana, I made sure that there would be farms for everyone for many, many centuries. But if there aren't farms for everyone, then everyone has a right in the economy to a job that provides subsistence. And if the economy cannot provide that basic minimalist equality, then you have a terrible social problem that could lead to a French-style revolution and reign of terror. So we need some form of guaranteeing that people have access to what you, in your era you would call a living wage. And I actually wrestled with this question in letters to James Madison during my time in France and so on. And I don't really have an answer to it, but I think you will agree that no one should be born into an extreme form of poverty from which they cannot feed themselves or climb out. Well, we have people born into poverty. The question is, can they? And the problem with what you've said is that the opportunities are there. People just don't take advantage of it. We've created. Really, you, you think, sir, that in your time, the have-nots, or whatever percentage of the population that is, that they are lacking in uh, gumption, hard work, and creativity? 
I'm not going to let you say that about me, but I would say that the people who are opposed to what you've just said remind us that our level of poverty in America is better than the standard of living in other countries in the world. We have Social Security. We have the equivalent of welfare. We have subsidized housing. We have food stamps or their equivalent. So we do take care of our own to a degree that would enable them to better themselves if only they would do it. That goes the argument. Well, let me say, so that people understand me, that I think that every able-bodied person should be self-reliant. In other words, I should feed myself, I should clothe myself, I should shelter myself, I should gather my own fuel, I shouldn't be dependent on state, local, or national government, or for that matter, the parish church, for my food supply, my shelter, or my basic living expenses, that every person should be self-reliant in the fullest sense. And where that doesn't happen, we need to wonder what went wrong. I think education is probably the answer to all of these questions and training, you might want to say, but training and education. But if it is still the case that your economy can't somehow provide a subsistence for everyone, and you're saying it does, but if, if it cannot, then that's a social problem that has to be solved, and you don't want to solve it at the end of a pitchfork Hmm. or a torch. You want to solve it by some form of benign social engineering. And so the only solution that I could really come to in the course of my life was that we should probably have a, a geometrically graduated income tax to redistribute downward when people accumulate not just enough or even a surplus, but obscene amounts of money. We should have some way of discouraging obscene accumulations of wealth because they're not a right. They're really a social privilege. And then that 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 excess, that, that amount of money that no rich person could ever use or need, that would then be redistributed downward if and only if the economy cannot provide jobs for everyone. Well, there's your endorsement of Bernie Sanders. Boy, you are a Democrat, sir. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you think about the French Revolution, sir, a tiny, <laughs> we, a tiny we, exist, of- we are a capitalistic country. Capitalism is the social engineering we allow to remedy the income inequalities in this country. Pardon me, I don't. I shouldn't cut you off. No, I, I hear you, and I believe in 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 self reliance and uh, discipline, hard work. Uh, self-sufficiency, etc. The, these these are the central American qualities. When I bought the Louisiana Territory, I was buying a resource base of almost infinite magnitude that would supply wealth to the American people probably forever, but certainly for a, a very long time. And so we were fortunate. We didn't have these social problems that you have or that European nations have had. But I'll tell you this, when a tiny, tiny minority controls most of the wealth and property of a nation, as was the case in France on the eve of its revolution. It will produce food riots that will be replaced by urban riots, that will be replaced by armed rebellion and open revolution and a reign of terror. In other words, you want to beware lest you touch off the deep anger and frustration of the great mass of people when a tiny, tiny minority controls most of the wealth of a nation. And when that happened in France, and I think the situation was different from your United States because people were literally starving. But when that happens, the people then are spasmodic in their rage, and they cut down the innocent along with the guilty, and there is widespread mayhem and a reign of terror. And so I would prefer some socially benign mechanism Mm -hmm. of restoring Mm -hmm. the balance of the economy Mm -hmm. rather than just sit 
and praise capitalism until it explodes into a massive national revolution. Well, that explains the popularity of both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. I was going to ask yes, you about... It's a fairness principle. It's a fairness principle at the, at the center of American life that we're the first country in the history of the world, John, that thought that every human being, no matter how he was born, should have the possibility of enjoying life and pursuing happiness and having enough, not too much, not surplus, not excess, not luxury, but having enough. That's the American dream. And if you, if you stop working to trying to engineer that dream, if you just assume that capitalism will somehow benignly deliver it, you're not living in the real world. And so there, I didn't want a social income tax. I didn't want a graduated geometric income tax. That's confiscatory. I wanted it all to work out by some sort of benign magic, but it doesn't. And what I saw in France on the eve of their revolution proved to me that every country eventually has to face this. And the, the more intelligently and, and the more enlightened you face, you face these problems, the more likely you are to be a happy society. We'll pause here, and in our next podcast, I will ask you to talk about surrogates and endorsements, but we've gone down this path, and I'm glad we did. So I'll close here asking you one more time, President Jefferson, to go to a Washington Nationals game, and they're nearby. Uh, you could get a carriage ride there if you leave now. They'll be in town. And what would you want to eat at the game if you're not going to eat one of those delicious ballpark hot dogs or a beer? What You said a Bordeaux. Okay, and then what would your snack be at the game, sir? Yeah, I, and, I, and I should say the word snack never appeared in my vocabulary, but I, I take your point, my friend. Right. I would, I would mm -hmm. have my servants put together a, a picnic <laughs> basket and maybe a little Virginia ham right. and some homemade bread and a nice piece of cheese mm -hmm. and you know maybe a dessert, uh, maybe baked Alaska, and then we would get spread out a, a, a tablecloth. I'll find a table and spread out a tablecloth and have a decanter of, of Bordeaux. Right. And I would then maybe some pate for you. And then if you wanted to bring this tubular sausage, um, you could bring that. But I, I would want to observe you eat it. But I don't think that I would want to join in. And I, I drank beer because we fermented everything. Our water supply was not healthy. But I'm only going to sip that beer. Um, I, I think you used the word chug at your Cubs games? <laughs>